Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches on part two of the sermon entitled, Rise and Build. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Haggai chapter one. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Help us, O Lord, to live a new life by a new outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Give us a hunger and thirst for truth. And then help us, O Lord, to practice truth. The Bible speaks about the work of faith and the labor of love and the patience of hope. Help us, O Lord, to be practitioners of theology. And open our minds right now, O God. Help us to hear and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Arise and build. From the book of Haggai. And I have given you five points which I do not review. So number six, divine counsel. God has something to say to us, divine counsel. So you read five times in these two chapters. This phrase, consider your ways. Chapter 1, verse 5 and 7. Chapter 2, verse 15, 18, and again 18. Five times we are told to consider our ways. That is to give careful thought to the way they have been living. Careful thought. They were traveling on the road to destruction. Not the road to eternal life. Road to curses, not to blessings. So God is telling them, think Reason, interpret, reflect, analyze, connect the dots, use your heads. Think in the light of God's word, what is happening to you. Think in terms of the present reality of divine chastisement. Then repent and obey God. That's God's counsel. Examine yourselves. We live in a time when the culture is dominated by the primacy of emotion. God opposes it. Not primacy of emotion, but primacy of thinking. Primacy of intellect. Christians must learn to think biblically. 
and draw sound conclusions in terms of what is happening to you. As I said this morning, if your house crashed with a great crash, then God wants you to think, how come my house crashed? And draw the conclusion, you built it on the foundation of sand. Think. Sin is irrational. You have to suspend your mind before you sin. These people fail to think. Repentance is sound thinking. Repentance is thinking straight. Thinking right. Thinking God's thoughts. Repentance is God-centered thought life and you cannot repent unless you understand the gospel the gospel is the truth so repentance is to think in accordance with truth think first and then start working for God God was not going to build the temple himself by a fiat. He could do that. But he's not going to do it. They had to build it. And you read chapter 1 verse 8 and 14. and Chapter 2 verse 4. People of God are workers. First Thessalonians 1 verse 3 speaks about the work of faith, labor, that is hard work, labor of love and patience of hope. These people are to imitate God. And you read Genesis chapter 1 and 2. God is a worker. And he worked six days. Lazy people live a disorderly life. And according to the scriptures, they are to be disfellowshipped. 2 Thessalonians 3.14 Because not working is a crime against God's order. Go up to the hills. Cut trees. Make lumber. Bring to the temple side. Start building. Build it. Keep on building. Until you finish it. That's a lot of sweat. And a lot of money. And time involved. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 7. I planted. Apollos watered. And God gives the increase. Friends this year. Think this. God cannot bless idleness and laziness. He blesses our work, our industry. Work is holy. Work is spiritual. And may God give us a new attitude toward work.
My professor John Murray wrote an article, The Sanctity of Labor. And you will find in his book, The Principles of Conduct. Listen to St. Paul. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 10. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. And he concludes that chapter by saying, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know That your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And St. Paul tells us in Galatians 6 and verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. How much time we waste. We waste time. So in Matthew 16, Jesus said, I will build my church. But if you read on, you arrive at the last chapter. And there we are told, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey whatsoever things I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I will build my church through you. He is not using angels to do it. He is using fallible human beings like us. I will build my church through you. And so when you speak about Jesus and the gospel, you are doing God's work. And give them a book or give them material. Invite them, as I said in the prayer this morning. The year of evangelism. And God builds the church through each one of us. Listen to what St. Paul says in Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling because it is God who works in you to will and to do According to his good purpose. God works in us. We work out. The late uh, Dr. Boyce. Speaks about a young. David Livingston. He wanted to go to Africa. As a missionary. And he applied to. The mission society in Scotland. To send him. And they said to him. Young man, when God sees fit to evangelize Africans, he will do it without your help. Not true. 
God works with our help. Pray every day that God will bring somebody your way. And speak to that person about Jesus. If they are educated people, give a book. Give some materials. So they will find out where the church is and they can come. And they will hear. And when I said to you, this is a unique church where the gospel is preached. It is the truth. There is the overemphasis of justification by faith. And the underemphasis of obedience to God in terms of holy living. Number seven, divine encouragement. And first, it's chapter two, verse five. Fear not in this new year, friends. Fear not. Oh yes, there is the devil the great dragon, the ancient serpent, Satan, accuser of the brethren, demons, the whole spiritual universe of wickedness. Fear not. God is with us. His holy angels surround us. We have a God. He is addressed here as Yahweh Sabaoth. Lord of the armies of heaven. One angel destroyed 185,000 soldiers of Assyrian king Sennacherib. Fear not. Don't fear your enemies. God will take care of them. All of them. So we read. In Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you. Nor forsake you. You said Jesus is Lord. Let us believe that he is Lord. Number two. He says three times. In chapter 2 verse 4. To Zerubbabel and Joshua and the people. Three times. Be strong. We need strength to work. And so Paul says be strong in the Lord. This is not positive thinking. Strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. St. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 12. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. So that Christ's power may rest on me. You go to God and say I am weak. In this way and this way and that way I am weak. And God infuses into us his power and make you strong. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. Be strong 
God said. And you read Joshua chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 and 9 and 18. Be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord. Number three, he says, I am with you two times, 113 and 24. I am with you. He said that to Moses in Exodus 3 verse 12. And God said, I'll be with you. Exodus 33, 15, Moses said to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. And Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. This means with him, we can do all things. We read in Isaiah chapter 43, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you. O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Maybe that passage was in the minds of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's why he said, God is able to deliver us. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. His name is Jesus. For he will save us. From our sins. And Isaiah 41 says. All who rage. Against you will surely be ashamed. And disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing. And perish. Though you search for your enemies. You will not find them. Those who wage war. Against you will be as nothing at all. I am with you. Go into all the world. I'll be with you. Always. Even unto the end of the ages. I'll be with you. Fourteen times in these two chapters. The name of the Lord is. The Lord Sabaoth. Who is with us? The Lord of the armies of heaven. We have great military power. As I was with people of Israel in the wilderness, as pillar of fire and pillar of cloud, I'll be with you. I'll be with you as a warrior. As I was with Moses and Joshua, I'll be with you. Reason number four, my covenant. Chapter two, verse five, covenant. Shall we say it together? Covenant. Covenant. The covenant of God is still in force. In spite of our sin and failures and backslidings, God is still faithful to his covenant. What is covenant? I'll be your God. 
I will save you. And you will be my people. And you will serve me. That's the covenant. And he is telling us I am faithful to this covenant. In spite of your unfaithfulness and failures. God is still God of his covenant. The new covenant ratified by not the blood of bulls and goats. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Number five. Fifth reason for encouragement. My spirit. Chapter two verse five. My spirit abides with you. I believe in the Holy Ghost who is with us. And we read the Spirit of the Lord rest upon Jesus Christ. Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, power, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. The Spirit abides with us. Though you grieve the spirit, he has not left you as he left Saul, who later killed himself. Isn't that wonderful, sir? God is with us by his spirit. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. St. Peter said he gives Holy Spirit to those who obey him. Acts 5.32 Listen. To the counsel of God. Which he gave to. The governor. Zerubbabel. We read in. Zechariah chapter 4. And we sing this chorus. Not by might. Nor by power. But by my spirit. Saith the Lord. And this mountain shall be removed. Zechariah 4.6 So he said to me this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel not by might not by power but by my spirit saith the Lord Almighty what are you O mountain before Zerubbabel you will become level ground God will level all mountain that prevent you from doing the work of the Lord. And God's spirit. Made the Persian king Darius. His taspies a friend. To the exiles. No more. Enemy. No more opposition. Number six. God. Stirred up. Zerubbabel. Joshua and the remnant. We read three times. Chapter 1 verse 14. God stirred them up. That is God worked in their spirits. In their mind, will and emotion. God worked inside them. God works in and we work out. God worked in them. So they built God's house. Number seven, you see this building, it doesn't seem much, and you are not very impressed. But Haggai said, The glory of this 
temple will be greater than the glory of the previous one. The surpassing glory of the second temple. Greater than Solomon's temple. And greater than Herod's temple which was one of the wonders of the world. The same second temple but Herod worked hard. Spent a lot of money in making it a wonder of the world. Well, why did he say that? And we read Jesus saying this in Matthew 12 verse 6. I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. It is in this temple. Precinct came Jesus. Who is the temple, he said. And he is greater than the temple. Luke 2.27, moved by the spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. And Simeon said, I have seen your salvation. Jesus is the temple. Number eight. In chapter 2 verse 9, he says... In this place I will grant you peace. Peace. You see that's what we need sir. We need peace. And peace. That ironic benediction is what? The Lord bless you. And keep you. The Lord give you peace. And that was fulfilled when Jesus Christ died on the cross. Peace achieved by Christ's death on the cross. In this place I will grant you peace. Having been justified by faith we have peace with God. We were enemies of God before but through Jesus Christ and his blood. We have peace. In this place I will grant peace. For he himself is our peace. St. Paul says. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Whether things on earth or things in heaven. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. I have peace with God. You have peace with God. Hallelujah. And therefore peace of God that passes all human understanding fills us to overflowing. Why are we worrying? Why are we afraid? Let us speak the name of Jesus in this new year. Number nine. Curse is lifted. Blessing guaranteed. You read chapter 2 verse 18 and 19. Mark this day. 24th day of ninth month. Mark this day. He says from this day I will what? Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Day of blessing friends begins on the day of repentance. And I want you to think about that this day. Mark this day. 
repent this day confess this day obey this day and he guarantees to bless you no more curse all that is over now they already planted and he said you are going to have a great harvest god can see things the end from the beginning I'm going to give you former rain and latter rain and I'm going to drive out all the pests. I control nature and nations and future. You are going to have a great harvest. Hallelujah. From this day forward, may God bless you. There shall be no disappointment. I have blessed your planting. There shall be a hundredfold increase. There shall be great joy waiting for you. Number eight. Let it symbol a little more. People's obedience. That's the final point. People's obedience. Five times God said, Think! Consider, analyze, interpret, understand, examine your situation in the light of God's word. And they did. They considered, they examined everything in the light of God's word. They repented, they confessed their sin of neglecting God, their sin of independence, their desire for peace and affluence without having to worship God. They heard Haggai on the first day of the sixth month. Then they went and harvested until 24th and the 24th day of the sixth month. Ready. They went to the hills, cut down trees, brought, bought, brought timber to the temple site. They began to build without stopping. They believed God and prophets. They worked. They built and they finished. They were greatly encouraged. They were not afraid. They were strong. They knew God Almighty was with them. God of the covenant. They knew Holy Spirit was with them. Who will level all mountains in their way. They knew God has forgiven their sins. Because as we read in Zechariah 3. Joshua the high priest was clothed with filthy garment. And God said remove it. And clothe him with glorious garment. That his sacrifice will be acceptable. Your sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. That his atoning sacrifice is now accepted. And sins of God's people have been forgiven. They no longer are defiled and unclean people. They are holy people in God's sight. So they began to work. 24th day of the 6th month of the 2nd year of Darius. They started working. They continued without stoppage. God made Darius a great friend of these exiles. Supporting and promoting the work of the temple. You read Ezra 5 and 6. They finished the work on the 3rd day of the 12th month of Adar. In the 6th year of Darius. 
516 BC. When God is with us, we will work. We will continue. We will finish it. There is success. Hallelujah. God controlled nature and nations. Let us give some pointers in terms of application. Friends, saints, brothers and sisters, the word is coming to you. As it came through Haggai, the word is coming to you through parents and pastors. Do you believe that, sir? He's not going to send you angels, ordinary human beings like me. Rise and build God's house. Build yourself in the most holy faith. Repent and let God dwell in you and rule you. Build your family. Build up your larger family, the church. By the grace that God is giving you. Build the church by evangelization. Depending on the spirit and his power. Christ built his church through us. How is your personal obedience to God? How is your married life? Build it up. How are your children? Are they serving God? Does God dwell in them? Are they God's house? Are you building your house to please God that God may dwell therein and bless it? How is your witnessing for God? How is your Bible study? How is your worship? Do you hear and do or hear and forget? How is your work life? Do people respect you for your diligence? Is Christ glorified there? Number three, God is taking the initiative. Thank God. Rise and build. Consider, repent, turn to God. Build on the rock. That the house may never crash when storm comes. Number four, don't faint, don't quit, don't postpone. Keep working. Number five, continue till you finish. And you finish when Christ comes or when you die in Christ. But God is with us. Number six, if you are miserable and frustrated, you need to think biblically. There is sin someplace. Repent and do the first works. You'll be happy in the Lord. And now is the time. Today is the time. To repent. Number seven. Believe what Jesus is saying. God is saying from this day forward. From this day forward, obey God, fear God, put God first in your life, rise and build, because from this day forward, God will bless you and your family. You will have true peace and prosperity. This is divine guarantee. 
For we read, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Listen to Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. From this day forward. Repent, turn to God, love God, obey God. From this day forward, God guarantees to bless you and prosper you. And level all your mountains. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Heavenly Father. Bless your people from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part two of this message entitled, Rise and Build. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.